Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with Adol. Hey! And Lucy! Hi! He Discord did the thing again, I think, where it cuts you yeah. off momentarily. Just got to have a really long tail <laughs> on your high, so we I'll just, just get the end. Quick high. Hi. Um, it's episode 398. Um, closing in, as we've been saying for the last few weeks, on the big 400 news about that. Who knows? Next week, probably. I was going to say, um, yeah, I'll write that thing we were supposed to be planning around. <laughs> I mean... Um, let's start off, as we always do, with some beers. Um, who's drinking tonight? I, I'm holding my hands up. I'm not. I'm not drinking this evening. I've been too busy. I haven't been anywhere. It's the end of the world. Here, sat as here, working. So I've not been anywhere to actually pick up a beer, even something I've drunk previously. Mm. Um, so I've just, I've just oh, had damn. a week off, essentially. These are dire times. Yeah, yeah. 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 absolutely, mm. absolutely. Uh, Lucy, we'll start with you. What yeah. are you drinking? I'm drinking a beer from St. Mars of the Desert uh, in mm. Sheffield. Um, this is called Cone. Uh, it's a 6% IPA. Um read the flavor text uh it's the end of our fifth year on mars thank you all for drinking beers and support yeah that's all nice uh pine cones <laughs> <laughs> pine cones resinous and woody warming and cozy many layered and physically resemblant of the wondrous hop we use lots mm. of leafy american grown hops both in the kettle and in the cool ship for sturdy wintertime drinking so yeah, nice. Uh, okay. Going to be coney and piney. Mm, so, mm, good, yeah. good. Uh, Adam, what are you drinking? Uh, I've got um, uh, a beer given to me by my housemate, brought all the way from Ireland uh, in the airport, so that there didn't need to be checked bags for liquids. Nice. Uh, it's White Hag's Puka. So it's a. Uh, berry, hibiscus, and ginger dry hopped lemon sour. It's a light 3.5%. Uh, I've been graciously donated two to make up for the low percentage. Um, <laughs> the puka was a mystical force manifesting itself in multiple forms. It was believed that beer was created magically, a sort of soup possessed by the spirits. Wow. The wild yeast was, of course, the magic at play. For this cloudy, crispy, tart, and fruity beery style, we have fostered our own wild yeast. It brings the complexity, the surprise, and it certainly brings magic. Water, barley, wheat, hops, lemon, coriander, hibiscus, ginger, rose hips, and wild berry. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely, lovely. Nice. Sounds nice. Like get, those, get those beers cracked, get them poured. Uh, I think the, the Egyptians might have something to say about beer being magic. It's actually just currency to them, but um, mm. not the modern Egyptians, the old ones. The uh, ones who built the pyramids. Exactly, yes, those ones, the ancient yeah. ones. Oh, you mean the aliens? Yeah. <laughs> the Transformers. Maybe it is magic. Oh, it's, yes. <laughs> Fucking hell. The Autobots. <laughs> how many weird tangents can we go <laughs> down with this? Um, Lucy, how's yeah. your beer? Smells, it smells piney. Yeah, it smells uh, quite grassy, a bit floral. Oh, there's nice... Um, Nice bit of tropical fruit on there as well. Like, mm. it's got quite a color. Yeah, uh, yeah, but on the on the nose, maybe a bit of mango, maybe a bit of bergamot. Yeah, it's um, it's a very, it's very orangey. Um, it's oh, sorry, I can't stop smelling. It's very nice. Um, yeah, it's, it is a weird color. 
It looks uh, mm. kind of rusty color. D- yes, it does. I was yeah, saying, almost like caramelly. Yeah, but maybe that's the. I can't tell if that's the yellow lighting. I think it's the. Lo- yeah, I think the it's camera. the. Uh, it's a bit more orange. Yeah. Yeah, it smells, it smells really good though. Um, and yeah, it's got a nice, quite a thick, uh, just off-white, uh, foamy head. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, definitely getting like a lot of like orange peel okay. on the nose and in the taste. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Um, it's got a nice bit of carbonation, so quite crisp and refreshing. It's interesting because you've gone back to it several times. Yeah, it's it's as well. Mm-hmm. It's I wouldn't say the finish is long. It's um, it's got a decent finish. I think it's more bitterness that I'm getting on the end of the taste rather than anything. But that initial mm-hmm. taste of like that orange peel, um, and it's and and you're getting bitterness quite at the front as well. So it's like very piffy, peely kind of orange um, taste at the start. It's it, mixed with like a bit of um, well, the deal said caramel, like kind of caramel malty, uh, quite deep maltiness as well. Mm. Um, just finishing in like that bitterness. It, it, it reminds me of like an old style uh, IPA before. You know, we had all the fruit forward beers that are you know the very um, hoppy, hazy, very tropical IPAs. This reminds me of like an old school one where it's like maybe even like a a West Coast IPA that's a bit drier, okay. a bit more, you know, focused on the bitterness and the uh, maltiness. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Uh, it, it very much balances out that quite strong bitterness with that mm. a lot of fruit at the start, um, that, that that very orange peel-like flavour. Um, yeah, it's like a throwback. It's really good. Like, if you miss when IPAs were, like, bitter... This is mm-hmm. that beer. Um, nice. Yeah, I love St. Mars. They, they always do great beers. Like I've never had a bad beer from them. I don't think I ever will. So this mm. is another good one. Um, in terms of like the the pine cones. Yeah, I think I think I think yeah maybe that's um, that's adding to like the the bitterness, a bit of like grassiness, and um, certainly smelt very very piney. Okay. Getting that, I, th- I think getting that at the end of the taste, but I think the overwhelming taste at the end is probably the bitterness. So maybe once it warms up a bit and I get more accustomed to it, maybe that pineiness will come to the forward a bit more. But um, otherwise, it's really good out the gate. So yeah, happy. Good, good, nice, nice. Sounds great. Um, we'll come to you then, Adam. So I poured it on screen. You can see that it had Ooh. a head, but even by the time I put it down. Almost like the head was gone, and it like it, it's so flat looking, though you can see some bubbles. But it's got this lovely grapefruity color, mm. I think. Um, yeah. and actually, maybe you can see it on camera, maybe not. But it, there's no, nah, yeah, I think the focus won't get there. But you can see the sediment coming from the, the can, uh, from the bottom because it did a full pour. Um, and it's got yeah, it's just really lovely coloring. And because of you can see how it's quite hazy, even though it's this like orangey color because it's quite you can see the gradient by the bottom because it's a thinner part of the glass that it's it's almost translucent there mm. quite thick at the top 
It's got this amazing, the hibiscus ginger comes clear through with this citrus um, undertone. It just gives it such a nice smell. Um, oh yeah, those are really blended well where the ginger is there lightly on the nose, but it's mostly like uh, hibiscus and, and lemon, but the lemon's mostly doing citrus, not quite tarty lemon on the nose. Okay. Ooh. Oh, that is tart. That is really lovely. But that is... So we were at the Hop Knocker earlier, and uh, Keith had a sour, and he was like, yeah, it's not that not that sour. I'm like, well, it's a sour. It's not tart. And he's like, so you just like tart sours. I understand why this is one of his favorites, because this is... Right. It's really blended well, like the hibiscus, the mm. um, ginger. It's like a really solid uh, core taste, but it is tart. Not like... Like as in a really well-balanced, but lemon for lemonade like it's a lemon sorry lemonade in the north american sense not the squashy whatever the fuck you call this carbonated Squ- nonsense here um <laughs> well yeah i said like a fresh like lemons in a lemon juice right like like as in the juice made from a lemon versus the oh yeah yeah lemonade just the sugar. Drink. yeah yeah hmm <laughs> Yeah, it's really tart, but it's blended so well. It's not so tart that you're swirling up your mouth, but you can feel it on your tongue, and it's really tart even now, a few seconds later. But the hibiscus is doing a really nice leveling out, giving that floral undertone to make it so it's not just like one note. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, I'm it's I'm surprised. Like the ginger's there, it's it's mostly doing kind of work under the hood. I think. So like, if you handed this to me, I went to meet the big ah ginger. Mm-hmm. I don't quite get that gingery burn, but it's clearly, it's not not there, but it's just not like a primary taste. It's it's doing more stitching work, for lack of a better term. This is really good. Yeah, I mean, um, just reading, I'm on the website and just reading, it looks really good. Like, Oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's excellent. Like hibiscus. Um, See hibiscus in a beer. I mm. like it. And that, like, hibiscus and that, like, that lemon, um linger for quite a long finish mm, mm-hmm. so like there's not an urge if you like mm, the lemon is like because so the lemon and the sour it's like a le- i don't know if like you've had shots that are called lemon drops and they like linger with a mm-hmm. finish it's kind of like that right where it's not too tart there's a sweetness there that just means that like you're enjoying that lemony taste but it's not it's not like drying your mouth out so you can just enjoy the tartness mm. until it fades away rather than you know Ah, I need to replace this or like it's making me feel thirsty. It's so well balanced. Nice. Um, it says it's got oats in it. Does that give it like a creamy texture? Or at least on the website it says it's got oats in it. According to the tin, it has barley and wheat. Okay. okay. Uh, and coriander. Oh, the coriander. Yes, coriander. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely there. Um, on here it says barley, oats, lemon, high. Uh, possible I mean, this could be one. The recipe. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. well, we we know like even the cost of living and stuff hasn't gone away. And oats is a way of doing things on the malt side in a more affordable way. So mm-hmm. it's possible that that's like where they're pivoting towards. Yeah, and to be honest, yeah, it being a bit more creamy from oats, or even just, I don't think oats would really affect this in a bad way. Mm. Um. Yeah, good. Good. Hmm. It like touches all, so like it lingers, and so because it's this like little tart mm-hmm. hit every time, sort of I let 
uh, part of it that's lingering in my mouth, engaged part of my uh, palate or my taste buds is like, oh yeah, there's another like hit of that. Mm. Yeah, it lingers in a really interesting way. I'm curious by the end if they'll still be having these hits or whether it'll feel a little tamer. Um, mm. so, and by the end, I mean possibly when I crack that second. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Not a bad yeah, idea. Nice. Really the other thing, it was 3.5%. Yeah. So this is like a very sessionable thing. And it's like such a dyna- like a deep depth taste. Actually, it's almost like, yeah, it's 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 not that breadth wise. It's not that broad. It mm-hmm. just like does everything in a nuanced way that's quite deep mm-hmm. and linger, lingers mm-hmm. in the right spots to give those moving parts time to breathe. So you're getting a bit more of that sweetness and um, the ginger and hibiscus are a bit more forward sort of in the mid taste and then the lemon's kind of sandwiching both. So you get a tarty hit and then you're like, ah, oh, there's the other stuff and then the, they fade a bit and that lemon lingers so you just get, you're sitting with this citrusy, tarty um taste yeah nice. um i nice. am i'm entirely not surprised this is a wild yeast though i think it's doing some some of the, the work to give it more like the lemons forward but i like there's a dynamics to the tart that i think yeah the yeast is probably playing a big role on and mm. it's very good i mm. recommend it thanks Amazing. Keith. um do you get white hag over here a reasonable amount yeah yeah. yeah yeah i was surprised when he brought it, brought it up i was like i've seen a bunch of white hag i'm like i don't know what you're talking about yeah <laughs> Um, and sure enough, we did some like digging, and I, I mean, white hags harder to find at least here in Durham. I haven't seen that okay. much, but I know it's every so often in, in random shops in Bristol, mm-hmm. and like back when I was at Beer Fifty Two, yes, user, yeah, they used to be that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah they mm-hmm. used to always have white hag, you know, every couple of months. Mm. They're good. Yeah. Cool. Good. Yeah. Good. You want to enjoy those? Sat here like I want a beer. I want like a, a jump. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's all right. I'll finish. I'll finish tomorrow. Maybe working. I, going, before going we, I'm going to do a very. Uh, I went on Facebook earlier today, and I meant okay. to send you guys a screenshot. Um, but I got one of those memories. And February fifteenth, four years ago, we were all together in Bristol. Oh. It was when Lucy came down for I can't remember what because it was it was your visit that wasn't uh, around a beer mm. um, festival, just before COVID. So we went to Beer Emporium and then we also went to I think Wild. No, Wild might have been the another visit, but we went to Beer Emporium. I had almost no beer. Beard, you guys look identical. <laughs> identically beard. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway oh yeah we did go to wild beer yeah we went to wild beer beer emporium at the end of the night to the point where they kicked us out of the bottom we stayed at the top when we were leaving we kind of got talking to oh uh, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 i was like wait i know where right? yeah anyway that <laughs> was four years ago wow i think you're lying i think that was 10 yeah, I was gonna say that's why it's yeah. faded from memory slightly. Yeah. Well, anything... Four years ago was the other side of the Pandini, right? Yeah, so anything pre-pandemic is just a haze. No. A haze now. But anyway, considering it is still 2020, that's really odd, yeah. isn't it? That we very rarely. I mean, uh, I'm pretty remember. sure I wasn't born in 2022. I, don't <laughs> <remember> <laughs> <anything> <laughs> I think that's to be honest. Calling yourself born again because you got through the majority of the Pandini. I think that's fine. You can call that one of your birthdays. Yeah. 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 Nice. I like nice. Reborn. Like the theme. Good. No. Anyway. 
Um, maybe reborn like a phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, moving into the into the news, into the gaming news to sort of discuss. Um, might Aimless be segue. might be Xbox. Might be Xbox customers. Um, I've I've gone and listened to this special <laughs> business episode of the right. Xbox official Xbox <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah. A little bit of backstory. Uh, there were some reports that Xbox, um, if you go to one extreme end, was basically shutting shop and they were never going to make a game again. Uh, they were going to, you know, somewhere in between, never make any consoles ever again. Mm. Somewhere else, they're going to put all of their game library on every single console uh, that they they possibly can. And the uh, <laughs> the reaction has been insane. Um, people, you know, chucking their Xboxes off of buildings. Oh, really? People <laughs> crying into them. Mm-hmm. People, people crying at Microsoft. Like we've, I've spent three hundred pounds on this box, and you'll never make a game for it again. Oh, and you know, all, no. all of this wait, fucking have, stupid the, shit. What a good time to not look before at the, the actual announcement of anything. <laughs> so, it's, you know it's how games game, are. Actually, uh, at least they yeah. used to wait, no, wait and they just no. overinterpret things like. Or it'd be like, oh no, like Horizon is coming to PC. Oh, this thing's useless. I'm going to microwave everything oh, I've ever yeah. owned. Yeah. You remember that breakdown when PlayStation oh were bringing their games to yeah. PC? And yeah. then it just happened and the world kept on turning on its Absolutely. axis. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. And and luckily, um, I think uh, um, from what uh, Phil Spencer and co have kind of said on this podcast, um, it, it doesn't, yeah. Things are going to keep going pretty much business as usual yeah. for Xbox. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that they really announced, which is slightly different, is that four titles are going to be coming to PlayStation and um, Switch. I don't know if all four are coming to both platforms. They didn't give specific details. They didn't mm. say which titles they were there's, either. There's been some that have been rumoured, isn't it? Like Hi-Fi Rush and... Yes. Yeah, yeah. there's been several that have sense. been been rumoured and it uh, uh, they gave you know the podcast like 25 minutes or something like that and the first 15 is a very long winded way of basically saying these games aren't selling on Xbox anymore we thought we'd put them on other platforms to give them a, a second bit yeah. of life and bring more it makes players so much in. sense like especially you know the dev circle time and like how long mm. it takes to make a game and the resources put in it why wouldn't you give that game the best chance it can like you know Absolutely. or a second wind at life you know mm-hmm. yeah like yeah. that's what exactly what playstation are doing putting their games on pc you know um mm. there's so much money going into games and everybody's risk averse just from this late stage capitalism we're in so and maximizing shareholder value like embrace said. but well, um yeah it's, so it's yeah. like <laughs> money on the table <laughs> so yeah let these games sell as much as they can None of that windfall is going to go back to the developers, unfortunately. But it's like if it keeps the dev studio staying open, all the better. Like put it well, on, put it on the Saturn, so put it on the Playdate. You know, one of the one of the interesting points, I think. The, the, again, they didn't say what those games were, but Phil was it? Yeah, Phil kind of gave a bit of a, um, a, a, a rundown and basically said these games are all a year old. Um, or, or more. Mm-hmm. Um, two games are live service games, so one of them is going to be Sea of Thieves. 
Um, maybe oh, that's cool. is it Grounded, maybe? Is that oh, the other yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. Um, which it is one of their sense. other live service mm. games. Uh, and he said the other two are smaller, more indie style titles. Like so Hi Fi Rush. Rush. Uh, maybe um, Pentiment. Pentiment, yes, thank you. Oh, yeah, 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 that was the one that I thought would be the would be potentially the other one, and that, that would be great because, as we sort of have said previously, when stuff like Hi Fi Rush and, and Pentiment were made, you know, it's great that the studios that Xbox has are able to make these smaller experiences, not smaller, you know, in terms of games, smaller in terms mm. of the games that they currently mm-hmm. produce. Um, yeah. But that they've been able to, you know, the developers have been able to go. We really want to make this, and Xbox have gone. Okay, sure. Let's let's yeah. set you up, and here's a budget, and all of these kinds of things. For for those, then, you know, I would assume Xbox have done some research into kind of how much they've been selling month on month over the last, say, couple of months or something, mm-hmm. uh, and then gone back into the historic data um to to be able to sort of say we know that games like this sell really well on other platforms. So we will make, if we don't put it on one of the other consoles, we make nothing. If we do, and X amount of people buy it, even with the cut that the other console manufacturers take on their stores, we are still making money. Yeah. Um, And I I say that, but there's going to be, you know, porting costs and all of those kinds of uh, uh, things, but it's a much smaller costs yeah. to do that than it yeah, is to make exactly. another game and try and put it on everything yeah because well, we, this is the i was just going to say we, we were talking about um sunset overdrive the other week and how mm-hmm. few copies that sold and that's probably what Ooh. kind of numbers that these games are doing now so yeah just continue to mitigate the risk and you know make smaller titles with smaller budgets sure but like sell them everywhere you can so um yeah. It's this wild thing where I'm sorry, aren't you supposed to be fucking capitalists? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, there's a market. Yeah, supply it. Yeah, there's demand. Like, yeah, isn't it that simple? But also, <laughs> like, at this point, so their exclusives are a bit of uh, were a bit like technologically so bound, so that yes, there was like. Um, this like scarcity via platform right if you wanted these games you'd have to be on this platform and you couldn't get them otherwise mm-hmm. uh, and then and those were originally technological because you just had very different designs and this was especially true in the ps3 yes a- xbox 360 era because mm-hmm. they just had very different like hardware to build on these are all fucking pcs right these are <laughs> these are the same thing under the hood so it it's literally artificial scarcity, mm-hmm. which is a bad thing. So, like, it's funny because, like, as as consumers, we should be like, oh, great, it's in more things. I have more ways of doing the thing. And overall, if more people did this, this is a good thing. So, like, also as, like, anti-capitalists, um, also a good thing. But if you were an actual capitalist, you'd be like, right, there's money on the table. They should fucking sell it in the places they can because yeah. the effort is low. It's like, there's, it's just fanboys being irrational, yeah. right? Like, either they want the, like, they just want scarcity for scarcity's sake because they made a choice. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. it's so bizarre because, as you said, Adil, these things are the same thing. Like, the, neither, I don't think, like, either Microsoft or Sony, 
well, I should say PlayStation or X and Xbox. Neither have an identity anymore. You know what I mean? That was maybe in the two thousands and stuff like that. But uh, like Final Fantasy VII remake, that's an identity. Not an identity anyone would want to have, but um, you know. <laughs> but but it's like you know what I mean. It's like okay, even the two early two thousands and going on. That Xbox was the console if you were shooter bro college kid mm, or whatever mm. and sony was like a bit more artsy and thoughtful with its output but yeah it's, it's like they're the same box and there's nothing delineating these things anymore like that kind of identity that they used to have they're not anymore because of that like kind of risk aversion like sony put out the same game you know for different palette uh you know every year just like a story-based, you know, AAA single-player game. And Xbox, mm. I mean, I don't even know what they're doing, but it's, <laughs> they don't put out any games, and that's their identity. So it's like... It, well, they're yeah. a platform. Yeah, it's like, just just be, become publishers. Publish well, your games everywhere. Well, and also publish games that, like, you think will... S- publish games you think will sell, and don't worry if they match your fucking brand identity, right? Yeah, because like, they don't have one. Neighbor. Yeah, it, it, it's an interesting point that um, uh, again they mentioned uh, that 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 Xbox or I suppose Microsoft at least uh, now they have Bethesda uh, and they have Activision Blizzard are now one of the biggest publishers on every single platform that exists, basically, uh, if not maybe the biggest uh, in terms yeah. of kind of their, their game catalogs. And they have so many studios. How would you so. still have an identity after that? Mm. How is Double mm. Fine like, I don't know, uh, machine games? They're two completely different, you know, studios making different things. It's like having a portfolio that big. You, you don't have an identity. Um, mm. Well, yeah, it definitely it's... saturates the brand absolutely. Yeah. when they when they start to bring you know Activision been... is a brand in and of itself. Yeah, and they've been swimming uh, around trying to search for what their brand is after the TV thing imploded for a while, and it's like they haven't mm. really settled on anything. So, yeah, does it matter? Absolutely not. You know, what I mean? mm. <laughs> like people mm. will buy Xbox, people will buy PlayStation. It's usually the one that's cheaper and more available. That people will go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless there is something very, very specific that you know you're like. Yeah, like a switch okay, that's handheld and yeah. kid friendly or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, then you just go, oh damn, I could have bought a sweet Steam Deck two years later. <laughs> <laughs> and still probably did, to be fair. Yeah. Um, or yeah. seven. Yeah. Redundancy. Um, another interesting part to take from this, and I think maybe the one which will still have people a little bit itchy about it is I think I can't remember exactly what he said but it was basically you know uh, um, every screen is an Xbox or every 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 player is an Xbox player basically you know it's kind of like you've you've played you've played one of the games that we've published you're an Xbox player essentially Um, and trying to bring everyone not necessarily in the umbrella but there's a lot of a lot of the language that he used is trying to be trying to sound inclusive Hmm. But very much kind of like, oh no, you're you're ours now. You're with yeah, us. Doesn't not, matter not where inclusive. you are or what you're playing. On. You're an Xbox. Yes. I mean, everyone player. who's played Minecraft is an Xbox player, really. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> everyone who's even looked at, I mean, or touched, or sniffed uh, Minecraft. Um, yeah. You've been near a PC. Uh, you, you're owned by Microsoft. Yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. Everyone who's who who has in the past but no longer does play uh, play play box. 
like cats. <laughs> cats are <laughs> Xbox players. If you've ever played um, Solitaire, even in card form. Oh, that's it. That little <laughs> that little spaceship uh, pinball game mm-hmm. as well. Uh, you're an you're an spaceship. Um, I was at work, and also fucking Windows three point one Jizzball. That's a classic Xbox game. <laughs> Minesweeper done. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, the the and I suppose the other the the final part, uh, I, and I think more of the point that people will kind of attach themselves to, is uh, he he said um, basically okay uh, we very directly are saying that the games that are coming to the other consoles are not Starfield or the new Indiana Jones game that is yet to release uh, yeah. but yes. that doesn't mean that, that yes he said yeah. that doesn't mean that that isn't a possibility um you know and again 10 years time every xbox game is on another platform essentially it doesn't mean that it's going to happen day and date on all the platforms it doesn't mean it's going to happen even within a year for mm-hmm. all of their games i think they'll they'll do the clever market thing and see how well this works and then decide okay next year these two games are going yeah. to be coming to the other uh, uh, platforms. Seems like they're keeping the uh, cards close to their chest because yeah, things may change. Like the next Xbox might sell a gazillion copies. Um, Absolutely. And saying like because we only have Starfield Two on our on our new Xbox and it's the best game ever or something. But yeah, I think it's pretty much the approach Sony's taken. You know, um, I mean they put MLB the Show on Xbox, didn't they? And yes. Yeah. And on, not, on Game Pass, yeah, as well. yeah, mm. and they're being a bit, you know, a bit more reserved. I, th- I think they're opening up a bit more now about how their cadence of putting games on PC. But that was very at the beginning. That was very oh, it'll be select games, and it'll be several years after. But now it's like it's going to be day and day, and you know. I will say, the, the it's the, part of it is just like I think the calculation that's very straightforward, which is. Right, so we have a brand identity. It's really weak, but there are some people who are diehards. What are the games they care yeah. about? But, but who are, what those are the games people, that like? Though? Like, how big is that but, audience? That where it's the diehard people who would literally throw their Xbox off a off a mountain. Oh, I mean, because... those people. I, I'm actually talking about the Bens, right? The who? So Ben oh. hmm. bought a PS5 because right. there's an exclusive game and. Amongst other, wanted a console, and this exclusive game, when the console went on sale, was enough to make him pick. Right. Gotcha. Right, and so like MLB the Show was never gonna be <laughs> the exclusive that would tip someone gen- generically oh, in this landscape. Yeah, they're awesome. Right, right, that's what I mean. MLB right, so so like awesome. the 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 things like Final. That's why I made the joke about Final Fantasy VII uh, remakes yeah. earlier, is because those are actually there's like a, a there's still an association of that type type of game being a Sony exclusive. Keeping those games Sony mm. exclusive stretched to PC, then maybe something else afterwards, makes sense because th- that can still like change a few minds or make it. It's not even change minds. It's just like make you decide which of the s- slightly different skinned boxes, right? You're gonna buy, but like keeping MLB the Show on Sony isn't enough to get people to definitely buy that. So it makes mm. more sense to put it on both machines. And then more people will buy it. That's yeah, what I'm yeah, right? like, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. The the remnants of the previous brand lo- brand what it was can, can still tug some people over. So it's worth like yeah holding on to those types of exclusives. The, the tentpole games are the ones. That yeah, but like, but, but they're fewer. They they the they're harder. fewer and further between, and they should. Yeah, be, I guess yeah. is the point I'm yeah. making, right? 
Yeah, but uh, thank you for filling us in, Ben, because I was not no going to listen to that podcast at any time soon. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird yeah. not having um, Major Nelson on the Xbox podcast. He um, is he still there? No, he left. I can't remember yeah, where he went to, yeah. but yeah, he, I think he left. Was it last year after like twenty years? Right. Okay. Oh yes, yeah. he did. It was the end of, towards the end of last yeah. year. Yes. So I was like, oh, oh god, yeah, he's not there anymore. So that was weird. Well, I saw a screenshot. It's uh, one of the things uh, um, that is kind of it does bring up is, is obviously these game companies want to expand their portfolios and bring it to other sort of platforms and things like that. I think we've seen. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Helldivers Two is a Sony owned um, like property, mm-hmm. um, and so that they um, own. Is it House Market made it or something? No, Aspire. I think, um, so, but it's not an in-house studio right. who have made uh, Hell Divers Two, but supposedly it's gone over onto X, uh, onto Steam yeah. and has sold like a million units within like the first few days. So it's go. just exploded over on on Steam. So because it's maybe not a first-party console game or, a, or or part of a franchise which is considered to be that, you know, PlayStation may be a little bit freer to explore where to put those kinds of, uh, of things. Um, and obviously PC, the, fucking the biggest install base of any platform that exists. Um, and again, we saw it with, with Game Pass, you know, having PC Game Pass as a, as a separate product but also baked in to kind of the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, um, that will allow you to kind of take your Xbox games and play them on PC as well. So they, they everyone's going to be doing this and dipping in. The only one's going to be Nintendo, who mm. they'll take the games. You know, absolutely. They're like, cool. You want to put Pentiment on a, a Switch? Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's let's bring yeah. it over. Or you're not having any any of our games. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Fuck right off. Yeah. Um, because well, they we'll, just we'll seem... lend you a bit of gold and I. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, but is it because yeah, Gold knows? Like uh, who? It's owned by like seven different that. people. It's owned by yeah. like Nintendo, uh, Microsoft, MGM, or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, God, some games must be so difficult to yeah. actually kind of license. Pierce Brosnan probably owns, owns a bit of it. You know, so. <laughs> like you have to make it. You have to make a big head, Pierce Brosnan, because you can't use my identity. It's not <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> my likeness. You can't do that. Just make his head massive, then. <laughs> Fine, we can do that. Easy, easy. Um. Good. So yes, Xbox hasn't exploded. Um, the company yet. still exists. Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> give it, right. give it a bit more time. I it's suppose. Good to have a competition around, you know. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just par for the course. It's just, I think it's because it was mm. late. Why it was um, very much blown out of proportion. Um, because if someone said, "Oh yeah, Hi-Fi Rush," if they started, it was like. Hi-Fi Rush out on PlayStation, like Shadow dropped it, like they did last year on Xbox. I, think, I don't think anyone would have batted an eye. They'd be like, mm. "Yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they were probably, uh, you know, pushed into a corner with this and got out the news and whatever best yeah. way they could. I'm sure they've got a few more subscribers to their podcast, so yeah, all in all, <laughs> a net gain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they did. Um, maybe the last piece of of news to pull out from this. Um, I think they said they currently have about 34 million Game Pass 
subscribers, amount, which amount. is a, which is a decent amount. Um, it's it's something they Pretty stopped good. reporting on the numbers. I think sometime last year, maybe right. maybe the year before, maybe in twenty twenty two, they'd hit where they'd hit about thirty three million, and basically were like, we've grown, you know, twenty percent in the last year. Brilliant, mm-hmm. great, and then just mm. stopped telling anyone how many they'd got. Yeah, so you know, in about a year, maybe eighteen months, yeah. it has plateaued. It has plateaued, and again, that might be why they've decided to to start bringing stuff to other platforms mm. as mm. well. You know, as we were saying, these games aren't necessarily getting people to go and pick up Game Pass. Xbox has, has, has had a bit of a lull in terms of the actual output that its studios have, have kind of been putting out, especially on bigger uh, titles. So they kind of expected, I would think, that, that Game Pass would plateau a little bit, that hardware sales wouldn't be pushed quite as much if you can kind of get everything on PC and those yeah. kinds of things as yeah. well. Yeah. So, you know, overall as a business, it makes sense to... To, to yeah, start to explore this a bit more. I don't think Microsoft would hesitate just to turn the tap off on, on like some of these studios if they're not making any money at all. Well, they, like, I mean, you know, mate, they cut what well, they cut something ridiculous. Oh. Why not? Um, they just no, cut a huge no, amount. Uh, the amount of people they cut from Activision Blizzard. Oh yeah, um, like, what, like 10% of the workforce or something like that. Wasn't nineteen hundred? Nineteen hundred. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> they'll, they'll do that. They'll they'll just chop a studio up. And a year ago. Like, the, so selling. that was the AB layoffs, but a year ago, total Microsoft layoffs were ten thousand. Jesus, across the entire company. Yeah, right. Like the, the... Yeah, yeah. They, they, I mean, they're one of the highest valued companies in the world now, right, or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're uh, like... something like a multi-trillion dollar company, aren't they? Or a triple figure yeah. trillion, I think, something like that. If the ten um, extra sales manage to break balance the books and make games break even, so that these you know developers stay open, mm. then that's cool. Maybe that's all they're looking for. Um, so yeah, oh, it's rough out yes. there, man. It's rough. It is. It is, especially with then Embracer coming out and basically saying like everything we do is for our shareholders. Exactly. Like, yeah. Fuck everyone that works for us, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll I mean, we knew that before, to, but the to... fact that they can say the quiet part loud is... With their chest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their whole chest. Yeah. It's... Mm. Yeah, that, that's, that's the business they're dealing with. Um, I say they, I mean like the poor developers, not Microsoft. Like They have the ability mm. to keep these companies funding for the sake of art for <laughs> literally all the rest of time because they have that much money, but... That's not how it works. Why would they do that? Sadly. Yeah, yeah. Lucy, Lucy, you sick? <laughs> yeah, my capitalist uh, leanings are just—they they faltered a bit. Yeah, why would they do that for the sake of art? <laughs> Ugh. What is art? I can make art. I can throw paint at the wall, and that's for it's free. Not even that. Like, it's like, why would that? Why would they possibly do this in a way that would guarantee, like? medium long-term growth via like innovation no no (laughs) if it's not making money in the next three months it's not really making money but also what we're trying to do is make sure we make money permanently and growth and infinitely but we're only gonna make decisions in the short run yeah it's almost like there's a capitalist ethos that is is theoretically possible but they're avoiding like the plague (laughs) We'll just have an inbuilt contradiction. It's fine. Nice times. Absolutely. And again, the messaging with a lot of this is 
Well, for 10 years or so, we've been saying, you know, we want everyone to be able to play our games, play everywhere, do all the things, hooray. And it's just we need to make more money, realistically. Yeah. <laughs> games are just a vector of zeros and ones near appropriate database points. In good orders, yes. yes. Um, a, a, a bigger, slightly bigger news, uh, something that we've mentioned several times over the last few weeks, the UK's in a recession. So, yeah. oh yeah, we'll see how that fucking goes, eh? With well, studios we and jobs and all for, of these things. Like... Two successive three-month periods, they have to mm-hmm. wait mm-hmm. to officially announce it. But I think well, they, they, anyone they with their do. eyes open knew. Mm. <laughs> well, you never know, Ben. Like you know, Rishi Sunak could have retired, and there could have been a big old party in the UK and invited all of our friends over, and the the, the economy. <laughs> Would have grown so yeah. <laughs> over two days. So that's it. That's so, all yeah. they need to really do is just have an election, and yeah. the resulting I was amount of, more of a, booze that will know, be sold will like just it. <laughs> buoy the country up. I was thinking more like you know public execution, like uh, guillotines out, you know Louis the Fourteenth style. That <laughs> would that <laughs> would bring attention. That would be like the Super Bowl, you know. Definitely attention. Yeah. Yep. And yep. that would have boosted our economy. <laughs> it's the Super Bowl, like the bowl that the heads get caught into. Yes, yes. <laughs> Gets paraded around at the end. Hey. Um Is there any other gaming news that's happened this week that anyone wants to to touch on? I can't think of anything else. That's I I gotta confess, I I was away, uh, and then world kept turning, and I basically have been feel like it's still last Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Xbox thing was the biggest. Um, mm. I don't remember seeing any other headlines uh, that were that big. No, no, fair, yeah. fair. Yeah. Uh, let's move into t- t- things that we've been playing then, if anything <laughs> at all. <laughs> Again, <laughs> just uh, keep moving. <laughs> keep moving, keep, keep moving. moving. Um, um, I mean, that's pretty much the entire podcast, really, now, <laughs> isn't it? We've done it all. <laughs> um, I, I have. Um, I, I will say I have started the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth demo. Um, I'm so shocked! I know, I know I said last week, Lucy, that I probably wouldn't bother. I'd just play the main game, but... Well, you carry on and talk I, to us the other day, it's fine. No, 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 Bye. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about okay, it. Okay, I'll stay all, all I'm going to say is I did, I did read that um, basically if I play the demo through, it will skip that section in the game. So I won't mm. have to play it through again in the in the. Ah, yeah. cool. There's some some save data somewhere on the PlayStation mm-hmm. which will get read, and say, "Oh yes, you've done this bit. Would you like to?" It, it might allow me to play it again. It might just mm-hmm. say, "Would you like to skip this section that you've already done?" And it'd be nice if it allowed you because it's always great when a, when games like conspire to let you not have to play them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. It's a good sign of game. Yeah. I mean, game is hundred plus hours yeah. so anytime it's like we've apportioned this into much smaller segments would you like oh, to just play tiny little segments of this game yeah i'd be like yeah, that's is different there a from... that condenses this 100 hours into five mate that's what it's the bloody YouTube. mobile version was meant to be yeah that's what that uh... little mobile version the ever crisis shite mm. was was, was it though yes yeah that is exactly what it was meant to be it was like here is a scene from final fantasy 7 and it takes you five minutes in Ever Crisis, we've given you cliff notes essentially, yeah. and you get a little bit. Oh, of Oh, is combat, that a new character? And cliff you move notes. on. 
<laughs> does sound like a Final Fantasy. Uh, th- there has to be a Final Fantasy character called Cliff, right? Oh, there is. There is. Um, which which one is what? that in? Um, Wait, is it really? Yes, I'm pretty there sure there is. Um, what's the bloke in the newest in the the prequely um, thingy one called? He's got a funny name, like Adam or something shit like that. Um, Cliff Adam. Adam Cliff. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. It's where we uh, find out like the guy Final from. Final Fantasy. Um, out, out, was it Outriders? That one oh, where the guy yeah, screams yeah. in the jungle. We'll find his yeah. called like Joe or something like that, won't we? Just... Yeah. I'm, f- I'm only finding people's FF15 characters. <laughs> I don't think counts. I don't think they're canonical. Might be. Maybe I'm thinking it might be Clive rather than Cliff. Yeah, it's something, Clive. something Clive silly. A... It's very <laughs> similar. Well, let's let's say if Clive notes exist. <laughs> Clive Rossfield. God, he's the main protagonist of FF. Seven? No, that's not right. It's, um, <laughs> 16, so 15. 16. What, 15, 16, 16 yeah, yeah, Clive or Cliff <laughs> or Clarence or something. <laughs> yeah, Clive oh. Rossfield. Mm, mm. Uh, I mean, it, you know, <laughs> Final Fantasy is one of the most ridiculous things it in the is. entire fucking God universe as, as an entity. I mean, every episode product. has someone named Crystal, right? Hmm? Nothing. Dumb hmm? joke. <laughs> I, every entry has a, has a character named Crystal. Because there's crystals in each one of them. Yes. Went yeah, over so my head because I don't know anything. I don't want to see Ben. You oh, have yeah, Wait, you. But you've heard of the 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 narrative opus that is Final Fantasy, the Crystal Chronicles. <laughs> I've heard of that game, but I know nothing about Final Fantasy. Well, it's about, it's about this. Crystal. It's about this gal named Crystal, right? Okay. And uh, it chronicles her her. She's not a stripper. She dancer. just uh, she just didn't class. do well at school and um, and yeah, sort of dancing. danced for profit. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, profit's mean, the name of her dog. She this, danced this, for him and it made him happy. With that That's being like a GameCube exclusive, <laughs> that that will come up probably in your you know in our quiz at some point. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles will appear because it's an obscure game from you know like twenty five years ago. Yeah, that only ever came out on the GameCube. And then had an even more obscure sequel, I think. Uh, yes, mm. yes. But yes, I do have the game through the clues, so. Ooh. Oh yeah. Ooh. We should we should lean towards that very very soon. Um, yes. But yeah, it, it again to build on kind of that conversation last week, uh, where we were talking about sort of like game trials and the kind of that that few hours that I spent with um, Alan Wake Two. Um, mm. Which is just still lives in my head. That, that very short experience, um, and um, how it's it, it is interesting it, again in a, a way that the kind of the industry is moving, sort of allowing people. Okay, that's through a paid part of a very specific subscription service. That I'm getting mm. to play trials, um, which carry over into the main game, um, but having these kind of demos which are part of that uh, um, rather than these kind of vertical slices which I think has been quite often what sort of demos uh, sort of have been or when we've been shown sort of (laughs) people playing them from game conventions and and that sort of stuff it does seem who's that who's that lady Um, (laughs) that um, that, that it, it just seems like almost if this could be spread again across everything so where steam next fest kind of happens if you have that narrative game you put a couple of hours into it great Mm. cut it off the start of it once you've bought the the game it just seems like a bit of a no-brainer to say you've made some progress in this 
we appreciate that. Keep that progress rather than having to do it again when you do buy the main game. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you know or at I least have it. the option, like you said. Do you want to continue or do you want to start a new save file? Like yeah. that type of... You know what they missed a trick on? There's a... Uh, Lara Croft's uh, Tomb Raider uh, remaster mm. 1 to 3 that came out this week. Mm-hmm. I understand why they wouldn't want the demo out on it, but like. Oh, really? Cause, no, not just because it's like, I think with any old game, you, you play it for like five minutes, get that nostalgia hit, and then you never pick it up again. But <laughs> Yeah, so if you, give, if you give that for free. Yeah, but. Mm. That's, it's like a that's bad what, drug, right? That, it sounds that, that, good in practice, but once you try it once, you're like, ah. Those were the games with the demos, though. You know, like, mm. I think most people played the demo and then either picked it up. But yeah, just very much remember, like on PC and on PlayStation One, the you know uh, the uh, assault course and the butler in the fridge and it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, they they should have put out a demo for those games. Um, yeah, you just just do that bit and then just never yeah. never touch it again. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like I've 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 done the exact same thing that I did. When I was 13, 14, and yeah, yeah the, the rest of the game's a bit too hard for me, so I'm not going to play it anymore. Yeah. I, 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 I'm tempted to get it one day, like maybe when it goes on sale, it'll be on my wish list, but it will be just one of those where it's like, Lucy, you just bought the game and played it for five seconds, and now you're never going to touch it again. <laughs> yep. So, that sounds about right. But, but there's it's something comforting wrong. about those games that I like. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um,. Yeah, maybe if it goes on cheap on like Steam or something. Mm. Well, if you're if you're hankering if you're hankering for it, Lucy, maybe we'll have a chat at the end of the episode because I might have an email that might interest. You. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> always a good thing. Yeah. The, the the mild the mild perk. <laughs> mild yeah. perk is uh, is is a Final Fantasy uh, Crystal Chronicles character. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Tomb Raider is just one of those series that it's like I don't know. It, I don't know what it is about it, but um, it makes me feel cozy. Nice. Yeah, yeah. it's because tombs are tend to be, you know. <laughs> yeah. It is very claustrophobic. Some of those games, like yeah. drowning, because you don't have no idea which polygon you're meant to swim to next. Um, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, like like uh, gosh, is it Angel of Darkness or something like that? That, that one. God, which, like, what's that like the is that in, or which, is that game, OG yeah. series? First like. reboot or second reboot? Oh, I don't know whether it's a. I don't know whether it's just like a continuation. Yeah, no, a, sorry, I mean, like, so there's like three eras of Tomb Raider games, right? So there's three or four. There's, there's a first you know I mean? trilogy. Yeah. There's like there's like a tons of games in the middle though. That's yeah. the thing. So there's at least one or two like kind of. But I don't know if they're technically reboots. I think. Mm. As you say, Ben, there may just be continuation or just more Lara Croft games. Yeah, like there's exactly apart from reboots. the apart from the three um, kind of main big releases of the mm. recent or the last what like maybe ten, twelve ish years that the, that that Rise of the Tomb Raider and, and stuff yeah. kind of came out, um, being a, a a bigger reboot. But again, having other things like the something something Osiris. Uh, oh, yeah, the isometric yeah, kind of games yeah. and stuff coming out oh, so alongside them as well. Oh, that was really mm. good. Right, and like, yeah. like Hitman Go as well. Oh, oh, good games. Yeah, um, but it's, mm. it's Yeah, I don't know whether the ones that are in the middle, um, because 
one of them might have been like a reimagining of the first game. That was... I thought the re... Oh, maybe not. So, The Angel of Darkness was 2003. It's the 6th, I think. It's very French. Uh, Yeah, so it's, it's still... Um, IDOS published but developed by Beanox sixth one. So I think it's the it's the end of the OG era if you count the right. first trilogy and then the 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 rough three mainline and a few like spinoffs and like Game Boy type versions. Uh, there was the that's the IDOS. The last revelation was like. Oh, that's Tomb Raider four. Yeah, right. Tomb, Tomb Raider four. Yeah. Tomb Raider Chronicles. Yeah, so the main line is one, two, three, Revelation Chronicles yeah. Angel, and then Legend Anniversary Underworld, or what I call the like oh, Underworld soft yeah. reboot, yeah, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a sort of that's just Crystal Dynamics mm-hmm. taking over, but yeah. they aren't rebooting the franchise. And then Tomb Raider twenty thirteen is the we're making a Tomb Raider game and re, yeah. re rebooting it, but it's the same dev. So there's basically Crystal Dynamics takes over post Angel, and that's what I I consider that like the second like the first reboot and mm-hmm. then they actually re that they still are maintaining the series but 10 years later they reboot the series in the way they mm-hmm. treat it so three eras of tomb raider yeah i guess yeah. it's just how i, I hate that i knew that before just but like, couldn't remember the names but like <laughs> the kind of gameplay was very different in angel of darkness was yeah it, it was was one of them like a reimagining of or, of some of them like anniversary or something like that potentially yeah, um because it, i mean again is it an idos thing because i always remember um is it uh blood money hitman blood money basically mm. just being the first two games missions over again right or the first games missions kind of like remixed very slightly um it might not have been blood money it might have been like one of the other contracts hitman yes, contracts contract, might have been yeah. that one yes yes mm. So like Blood Money was like the third game, and then they brought out contracts. Like people didn't enough people didn't play the first game, so here's the first game again, um, and yeah. loads of people probably didn't buy it. Oh, again. interesting. But so Legend um, is considered a new one, but uh, is a um, it's the seventh main entry, but it's a reboot of the series because it's an or prequel, and an anniversary is a remake of one and two, right? As a sequel to Legend, and okay. then Underworld as a secret sequel to that, but not the third. So yeah, it's not a remake of the third; it's a continuation of the rem- remake <laughs> of the first two that we're, were prequeled. Into, but... So Tomb Raider was doing this before <laughs> Modern Warfare was doing this, basically. Yeah. <laughs> But at least they weren't calling it the same fucking game. <laughs> yeah, I think I only rented. Right. The so one that's not true. We have Tomb Raider 1996 and Tomb Raider 2013. Like that, we do have that in this series because yeah. no series. But, if it's but been this, around these long are obviously long. delineations by how Lara looks. So you know, you don't you don't get that with the Call of Duty. Everything's first person. Sure. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't know how pointy yeah, Lara's boobs are. Uh, in... yeah, like, do you have thick hands? Because they're like polygons. It's like OG Call of Duty. <laughs> no fingers, some fingers, all the fingers. Like that's how that's how you tell. Yeah. Harry Palms. Yeah. There's like a cell shaded like skin in Harry Call Palms of Duty is the, now. the bad guy in Crystal Chronicles. And it, and it's, it's like a cell shaded, bright neon blue 
green skin in Call of Duty. And it's like, why would you ever equip this? You want to lose the game. Yeah, if you have everyone this sees you from a million miles. Yeah, away. literally across the entire map. It's like um, the opposite of the group uh, skin. Yeah, which is back no for some reason. Still yeah. hard to see, but <laughs> what a game. Brilliant. That game's weird. <laughs> um, let's, you know, come back to Tomb Raider, potentially, in the coming weeks. Um, and maybe, we, maybe we'll move into the later part of our episode and, and launch as as it's been missing for a couple of weeks launch into our quiz section mm. are you ready i think you not need to like g yourselves up need to get a, get a warm up limber up i mean you can do that no yeah, i'm <laughs> i'm as ready as i ever will be which is not very how well is my memory working today oh, my selection today so Okay. I describe my brain as mush multiple times in in when I dropped by a colleague's office and then left and went to talk to the admin and, and realized right, the whole point of that drop by was so I could talk to that colleague about the thing I needed I wanted to whinge about the thing I was like dealing with and I completely forgot when he walked in the that, door. That brain smush. Like sometimes I'll just go down the stairs and I'm like, Why am I here? Why did I choose to walk down the stairs? Yep. yep. I I'm gonna go back up because I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> It was like it was to get a beer out of the fridge. Yeah. Right. Oh, um, the scores are tied still, so Ooh. someone can take the lead, and the deal is the uh, the drum. Oh yeah, where are these things? Where's my where's my thing? Uh, it's the more. You see your green camera button in the bottom left. Yep. Three icons to the right. Uh, it just appears as it does each and every week. Just. Just in the edge of the two yep. cameras. I've literally just yeah. hovered my uh, mouse, and I'm just gonna like click with one finger so I don't move it. So it'll. <laughs> okay. That's as as hardcore as I'm getting. I won't have any of the answers, but I will. I will ring in true. <laughs> hey, you you've pulled out some good ones, uh, like the Dark Angel. Um, so ah, you just grab well. one, yes. Mm. yes. It is the right era for bad general bad pub pop culture knowledge helping yeah, in a way yeah. that like gen, like bad game knowledge. Remember, like there was a there was a game for every property and license at, at one point. Um, so yeah, keep that in mm. mind. Um, mm. So are we ready? Are we ready? Yeah, yeah, go for it. <laughs> oh, Needlessly gosh, long. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Build, craft, explore. Discover a world with the freedom to do whatever you want. D ben. Minecraft. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. God damn it. It's one of those where it's like there's so many crafting games now. Minecraft PS3. Mm. What a strange look. Microsoft. This is pre-Microsoft. Yes, pre-Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I like how we're both. Look, I swear I made eye contact through the computer with Ben. Me, like, it's a fucking Minecraft. We both have the exact same look on our face. Oh, I'm annoyed. All right. Let's go. I keep forgetting there's no penalty for saying something wrong. Mm. No, no. Both in gunged. Many Don't know how we get the gunge to these places, but suddenly mm. it's just yeah covered. Okay. Hmm. There might be a lot of bleeps in this one, and then I'll read it again without the bleeps. Okay. Motherfucking Minecraft. 
Okay. Uh, in this one, can you balance the books and the bleeps? Design, maintain, and manage a high-tech blank facility, making the most of limited resources and turning cures into cash. Mm. Theme hospital? Yeah. Mm. Yes, it was can you balance the books and the bedpans? Design, oh. maintain, and manage a high-tech hospital facility, making the most of res- limited resources and turning cures into cash. You'll be struck by the fun if you don't get struck off. Oh. <laughs> yes, a bit of labour humour in there. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they're just going to rebrand that thing in a couple of years and call it NHS. They made a... Um, <laughs> Spiritual successor to Thing Hospital. Did. Yeah, two, oh. two yeah. point hospital. Yeah, yeah you, you played it, didn't you, Ben? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was alright. I almost said, I, I almost like naffed them two together and it was like, Theme Hospital 2.0? No, wait, that's not. <laughs> it's neither of the things, but also it's definitely not the 2.0 version. <laughs> okay. Game number three. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear if you wrote a joke because I was busy reading the back of this box, so that's my excuse. <laughs> if you yeah. Uh, if there's tumbleweeds. Uh, okay, game number three. Prove your mettle against the legendary buccaneers of the blank. Blank is a frithing blend of role-playing action. Uh, hold on. There's a... Ooh. I need to move this out of the way. There's a label Tag, in the way. Yeah. Oh no. Uh, Don't break the seal, (laughs) Lucy. Don't break the seal. That costs 25p instead of 50p. I I mean, you never know. Like, uh, NES games, NES games, like, they go for thousands of dollars sealed. I guarantee this won't go for. No one will Uh, buy this. Sorry, eat the buccaneers on the. What? (laughs) Buccaneers of the blank. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Gosh. No one's going to steal this game. Why is it got this? Would you have one of those magic. Um... Just scissors, it... probably. No, oh, okay. I, like, no, I, I was wondering. I thought you were saying no one's going to steal it because it like, still was in the little no. like, store <laughs> thing. The and you're like, oh, but I have the key because I regularly I steal things and unlock them. If this was in. Oh, gosh. You'd have to seriously. Consider what you're doing with life if you if you stole this. Um, anyway, uh, blank is a thrilling blend of role playing uh, and action that takes place in the blank islands during the golden age of piracy and high seas adventure. Take command of a ship and its crew, sword fight with other captains, accept and complete daring quests, chase rumors of dangers and riches, and challenge allegiances. Amongst the color. Oh damn it! I should. What was the last thing you said? I can't go on. <laughs> oh, okay, it's not Sid Meier's Pirates, is it? That's what I was gonna. That's what I was thinking. No. Ah, okay. I mean, I, it was like a, a. Okay, finish your sentence, and Ben can ring it. And challenge allegiances amongst the colonial powers in the game. Open-ended mm. gameplay set in oh. exotic. Open-ended. Locales. Open-ended. I was gonna say. Uh, black flag. There's not been anywhere near enough Assassin's Creed no. words for for that. Yeah. Mm. Open end gameplay said in what? Stabbing. Exotic, Exotic locales. locales. Intense and exciting naval battles. Ooh. Thrilling sword 
and pistol duels. Hmm. An epic role-playing game, Ben. Uh, uh, I'm sure there must. There's a game called like Swashbuckler or something like that. Um, no. I can't think of anything mm. else apart from just the word swashbuckler is now stuck mm. in my head. An epic role-playing game on sea and land. Explore entire islands, including jungles, caves, and towns. Gorgeous graphics and realistic weather effects. Mm. It is actually... Is it a sequel? Published by Ubisoft. Uh, Skull and Bones. There's, there's a bit. <laughs> yes, this is the precursor to Skull and Bones, which may well be. Um, Skull and Bones has been around so uh, so long. This might be yeah. the game engine that Skull and Bones is playing on. Uh, oh, it's been it delayed so many times. It actually released 15 well. years ago. Yeah. It says it's Bethesda not... Softworks. Bethesda oh and Ubisoft Pirates of the Caribbean Johnny Depp big fucking wang I don't god damn it I didn't even think of Pirates of the Caribbean my brain went oh yeah there was a Pirates of the Caribbean game it was a Lego game I didn't I didn't think of course there's probably another one I think it's interesting how they must have not got the the likeness likeness yeah from any of the cast on it I imagine because this is after... This oh, it's is probably based on the ride. So that's what I thought, but it's 2000 and... No, but like... Free. It might still be based on the ride because they don't have the movie yeah. likeness rights. Which because is... they have the rights to the ride, they can still like have the symbol, like the, the yeah. title splash look similar, but so like not... That's what I think it is, because yeah, that no Johnny Depp or... Yeah, as, a, as an Knightley, RPG, so... is it like a make-your-own-character type? I don't know what this game is. Because okay. <laughs> you know, I was like, is this the the, the the Orlando Bloom one? But it's like, no, it can't be because that would have been on the box. Meet uh, Orlando yeah, Bloom face. and Jack yeah, Sparrow. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that was... Yeah, the lack of character... It's 2003. Mm. The first oh. movie had come out by then, hadn't it? Yeah, Must yeah. Have, yeah. I think yeah, I I did I did discounted it because I knew there was a Lego game. Forgot that there could be more than one licensed Pirates of the Caribbean game. Yeah, but also yeah. it was like they haven't said any of the names. So but like you is, weren't blanking out character names, and how would you? Yeah, it is absolutely well done, a yeah. Well done. It is absolutely a uh, you know generic <laughs> piratey sounding game. So yeah, um, that was a the, tough the, one. The first Pirates of the Caribbean film, uh, mm. The Curse of the Black Pearl, two thousand one was two thousand and three. Oh, 2003. Oh, yeah, mm. so it might have been... I'm surprised uh, that, obviously, licenses and all that has to be worked out and stuff like that, but I'm surprised they just didn't slap Johnny Depp's face on the front of the box yeah. and just sell the game as is. Um, yeah, weird. Um, mm. Different time, different time. Okay. Oh, there's been so many of these films. How are there so many of these films? Uh, I thought there were like, like, there's like two, but there's like five. Oh. Yeah, I knew there was the original. I think Kieran Knightley and Orlando were only in two or three of them, mm. right? Okay. And then they kind of made a like a, a middle one, and then like a pseudo backup trilogy. But maybe <laughs> it's two, and then <laughs> blank, and then two. 
Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Just no, like, no, oh. I just think, yeah, yeah, just like, yeah, well, we need more money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't like, need more money, but we can I get more money. more money. Right. Oh, excuse me. Game oh. number four. All right, what's a dumb movie? So it's movie two one to Ben. God damn it, man! <laughs> think of all the stupid movies from the early two thousands. It is one of them. American Pie. <laughs> oh, such a great film. Um. I wonder if there's an... No, there can't be. Uh, <laughs> That's why I said it. I was yeah. like, What's a, there yeah. might be some kind of similar visual novel on Steam or something, but oh, maybe yeah. not American Pie branded, perhaps. Okay, mm. game number four. A new way to play with life. The game of life. No. <laughs> Sorry. But no. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to actually no, do no, that. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, choose from over 10 fives in fashion styles and pursue fortune, popularity, oh, wow. knowledge, romance, or creativity. Life aspirations. The Sims. Mm. Two. Yay! Yes! <laughs> I like the fours. Oh, the yeah! <laughs> and this is the Xbox version. Ah, uh, I'm happy with that. I was like, I, I, as soon as I said The Sims, I'm like, it's definitely two because the error's right. Because of yeah. the X- Xbox. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Sims 1 was probably just Ooh. a copy game, I think, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I'll remember take it. it being on an... Anything but PC, the first one. Um, anyway. It's not that PC. You can drown people. <laughs> you can. Oh, okay. I, I, I love The Sims. Um, I liked its it, progeny, it The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Appropriate reaction. <laughs> I was waiting for the crickets. <laughs> oh, <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I had that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, this is game number five. Um, mm-hmm. Awarded top overall game at E3 by GameSpot.com. Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> A shadowy corporation has seized control of your country. The people have taken to the streets in protest. A blank has been declared. Now it's time for you to fight for your freedom. Try to topple the cop, Ben. Uh, mm, uh, I don't know what it's corporation. I was going to say just cause. No. Mm, it's more governments, isn't it, than corporations? <laughs> I think. Try to a deal. Is it watchdogs? No. Too late. Yeah. Okay. Try to topple the corporation, or simply cause complete mayhem. So that, yeah, that would have been a good just cause kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, prepare for chaos as hundreds of people fill the screen. Each citizen reacts differently to events. Deep selection the- of hand-to-hand fighting moves and tons of super destructive weapons are at your disposal. Even... But- p- Internal. I'm thoughts? very confused. <laughs> I, I think of games, but they're like zombie games, and that's not. <sighs> Even pick up items off the street and use them to fight your oppressors. <laughs> oppressors. Yes. Rated eighteen. Okay. Eighteen. 
It's one player. Uh, you need an eight oh, megabyte memory card. Oh shit, that's not what I thought then. That's older no. than I thought. I was gonna say Red Faction Gorilla. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Really good guess. guess but it, like, it doesn't. There would have been more sci-fi elements that were bleeped out. It's one of my kind of like favorite games, unironically Ooh. and ironically, I guess. Oh, Rockstar. What? Ben. GTA Two. No. Because that was Corporation. <laughs> Rockstar. Oh, you're... Hundreds of people fill the screen. Each citizen reacts differently to events. A blank has been declared. <laughs> Why? Well, I'm I'm sad. I can't think of this. Been... State of emergency. Yes. yes. Wow. Ben takes it. I'm okay with that. State I don't think I would have yeah. remembered yeah. State of Emergency. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. God, fucking hell. I did, I, I, yeah. We need a remake. Yeah. <laughs> Forget GTA 6. We don't need I mean, that. I think that, that State, State of Emergency is one of those games I probably played, like, rented, played for a weekend, mm. and have never thought about <laughs> again. I've never played it. I think about it like every month. So. <laughs> no, I've literally never played it. It's good. It's, it, it, as you were saying, uh, it, it's very much like something that you think of like a zombie game, like a, a Dead Rising. Mm. Like yeah, Dead but Rising it's just, is very much a, yeah, like a state of emergency. I mean, yeah, Spiritual it's from the sequel. era of time where you could... You could. The reason why there's all zombie games is because it's more political, like to bludgeon zombies yes. and whatnot, than just have like, oh, we're revolting. Fuck it, I'm gonna beat you up. Yeah, it's literally just beating up regular citizens in the streets um, and in malls. Um, very bizarre game. Mm. Yeah, very good. Mm. Like that. They, how come they haven't done like a callback to like state of emergency in like any of the GTA's? There should just be a level where you're like doing that. Um, beating up people in the street which i guess is gta anyway yeah but, um, again it'd be an interesting thing to see about like does rockstar or i suppose take two um like still own uh, like an ip mm-hmm. uh does it still own like a license for it is it just public domain now because it's so long ago <laughs> um you know yeah it'd be interesting to see kind of actually every game of my do people still own the rights for any of these things? Because uh, stuff like that ban- bounces around all mm. the time um, between different acquisitions and 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 you know all of those different game rights that went over when Square Enix basically sold their entire Western development studios, uh, and it obviously yeah. embraced yeah. picking most of those up and just destroying all of those jobs almost instantly. But uh, uh, basically buying IP rather than actual studios i wonder how much state of emergency ip is because i might buy it <laughs> <laughs> if it's like two grand then yeah i'd, I'd buy that any no, more than that yeah. i'd probably be like now nah, you're right <laughs> it's 2001 pounds you're like no it's too much it's too much i could uh find the one pound behind a seti or something so i could find an investor um <laughs> Good. Yeah. Get a venture nice. capitalist to invest in my state of emergency two game. Was there a state of emergency? 
I think I'm pretty oh, sure that was a one end. I mean, that's a series that mm. just begs for seven sequels so you can have ST8 of Emergency, right? Like, <laughs> you can just churn those uh, out so you can have that game. Yeah. Just jump straight to it. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. That, way better than having Tomb Raider bracket 1996 bracket and then Tomb Raider bracket 2013 bracket. <laughs> just. Just make st- eight of emergency and make people like, wow, this series, who knew? I'd, I'd never heard of it before. I'm going to look for one through seven. And then you just re- release retro games that are actually new. <laughs> That's very good. It's a very good strategy. Uh, just loads, just flood the market with like... Oh, it's a re-release of, of State of Emergency of 6. A, yeah, one of them's a Java game. Um, <laughs> There's a character in State of Emergency called Ricky Fang. Oh, wow. Pretty hot and not in another game. (laughs) I mean, it's it's the same era as, like, uh, and probably, uh, I don't know whether it became before, but it's that kind of, like, Def Jam, Vendetta kind of era. Yeah, that was was my era. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's definitely when it kind of a a bunch of these games kind of had that. Fighting against the man. Yeah, exactly. And and there's, there's, again, and one of Dog. your favorite ones, like Blood on the Sand, as well. Oh, like yeah. there is this weird, bulletproof, like, yeah. poppy kind of mm. tone to just a bunch of games that came out all within like a five-ish year period. With the good other. times, there was a good yeah. times. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I, I started playing Blood on the Sand on this when it became backwards compatible, which is mm. the best blessing Xbox could have given us. They've done their work. They can just fade into obscurity now. now. Yeah. Yeah, they've done they've done the work of Christ. As long uh, as they you know uh, keep the ability to be mm-hmm. able to play that for yeah. done. But yeah, yeah. it's just like yeah, the best thing about the fifty cent castle games is the, is the soundtrack. So and mm-hmm. then you just end mm-hmm. up you know singing to that and then going to YouTube and looking at just, the yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. music video and not actually playing the game, which is my experience the last time I tried. Yeah, good times. Nice, good times. nice. Um. Mm-hmm. Let's finish there for this week then, um, but come back to the beers. Uh, Lucy, mm. we'll start with you. Yeah, it's it's a really smooth, really good IPA. Um, as I say, very much a throwback to the good the good stuff. Mm. Um, where it wasn't all just veg fruit, it was uh, very much bitterness. and um, Yeah, it, the... the, the Pineness started making itself a bit more apparent um, as my nice. palate got used to the bitterness. But yeah, just really, really easy drinking. Um, if you like bitterness, that is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wish I had another can of these. Uh, not much more to say. It's very good. It's very good. Like, I want to go to Sheffield. Just to savour <laughs> everything on tap. Not necessarily Sheffield, but to their tap room potentially um specifically because why else would i go to sheffield exactly, there's nothing there exactly. um uh, I mean, this must be I've the never third been. i've never even thought about it <laughs> it must be the third or fourth time you've had uh st mars of the desert on the, yeah, on the show and every single yeah. time every single time they're good beers yeah uh fifth year so congratulations to them um mm. yeah that's great yeah i don't know yeah i could have to go visit them because hell yeah their beers are great um, yeah yeah. Good, good. Um, and Adol, yeah, I, I saw you polishing off uh, the second, the second. Yeah, game. it's very good. Yeah, it's so sessionable. Uh, and so there's one thing I wanted to add is just that um, that that like tartness. Um, if anything, 
my palate got more used to like the hibiscus and the slight multi tastes and the ginger such that that like peak lemon soury note became more apparent by the end of the second one which mm-hmm. is kind of great because normally things go the other way where you like kind of get used to a beer and like a sour that's not like super in your face you sort of get used to and it doesn't have that same kick this if anything the kick got a little stronger because i got used to all the other parts mm-hmm. um so like i could easily see sessioning the, these in tandem like as i did today but generally and maybe a few more because there's there's that like Ah, I'm still having a sour. It's still br- this bright, tarty taste, even, even though my pal's gotten used to it. And that it feels and tastes different than it, I started. So there's like also the like slight novelty or uniqueness between the two um, the two tins, start and finish. So yeah, really really great beer. Um, yeah, I'll have to thank Keith for Good, bringing yeah. a couple Good, over. Thank you, Keith. Thank but also keep an eye out because like, like we said, they're white hags all over, but I had never seen it, the puka on this no, side. No, no. I see a lot of their they have core range of stuff, so I see mm. see them more often than because this is a mixed farm beer, so I don't know how big the batch would have been, but yeah, I'll keep an eye out for that. Nice, good. Um, and if you, dear listener, have any white hag beers, have any beers that you want to recommend to us, go to uh, outoflives.net, look for the podcast, find a link to the discord and come and tell us all about it or get us on twitter at tanked up cast uh, or go over to our youtube page or out of lives network youtube page or over and see us when we do this live on twitch as well out of lives network you can come and talk to us all about the beers that you're drinking and the games that you are playing uh, i'm at nova underscore 47 lucy is juicy loose name adele is at the omniarch and that's everything all of the places that we exist the beers that we've drank the games that we've played the games that we've potentially guessed at playing and have never played or have played momentarily um that's it from us for this week we've been tanked up goodbye ciao no that's his bye. he's here today <laughs> <laughs> that's why i said bye because you said ciao <laughs> ciao www.outoflives.net